Ashley Tischler joins us on the set right now. He's somebody that's running now on the Republican line, uh, as well as the Borough Park Flatbush line, and he's running for the 44th district to be city council member here in New York City. And you've run for many in many different elections and many different political positions. Ashley Tischler, thanks for joining us here on the set. Um, why are you now running a city councilman as opposed to different positions that are available in this upcoming election? First of all, thank you, Herschel, for uh, inviting sure. me onto your show. Um, the truth of the matter is um, I'm only running this uh, for the last five years. I never really ran before. And I ran previous to uh, when my mother passed away, and I only had like about two or three weeks to run an election. And mm -hmm. I didn't understand how this political game, as they call it, works. Right. I thought it was really for the people and by the people. I usually am behind the scenes helping mm -hmm. people with their issues, children, uh, foster care, people from jail. But when I see the political... Uh, uh, corruption. Actual, co not only corruption, but the actual, uh, you know, the people and the politics just making deals, yep. uh, allowing us to be taken advantage of, raising our taxes, mm -hmm. ignoring our special needs, our special uh, our women that have postpartum depression, taking away our rights. Remember, my father was a Holocaust survivor, Heschel, yep. with the numbers on his hands. My mother escaped. My father lost seven out of ten. Uh, I've had people that served in the American military. My father was red, white, and blue. He marched in the Civil Rights Movement. He believed in America. Mm -hmm. uh, I still believe that my grandson, my first grandson, and my two grandfathers are fourth-generation American because my father was number one. Right. And we believe in this country, but it's not only that. I believe in the city, and I believe in my community. I moved to Borough Park over 40 years ago, and I, I, I helped it grow. I helped, they helped raise my children, and I believe in my neighbors. So why am I running? I'll tell you why I ran. When I lost the first time, yeah. I felt that I didn't know what I was doing. And, and you didn't know the game yet. I didn't know the game. Like you in any in business, arena. I was right. you gotta You got to learn the ropes. But when I learn any business, I start slow, and like any business, mm -hmm. it takes a few years to learn the game. And I didn't really want to run again because the first time I was pushed in by my neighbors. So maybe maybe you could share with us what does it involve? What kind? What do you need in order to be able to win? So I didn't understand till now, and since the last election, you know, when I was going to run again two years ago in the 44th district, mm -hmm. I was sat down by all your big politicians and said, listen, Hesh, don't run against Calvin. There's an open seat. We will help you. We will support you. We will teach you. I said, right. I don't know the game. I said, but I wanted to learn. I'm going to hire the right people. And again, Mr. Yeager called me in for a private meeting with uh, Mr. Eichenstein. Mm -hmm. And again, the last minute they cheated and lied as normal. And I sat down with them. I said, why would you lie and cheat like this? And again, I didn't know the game. So um, I sat down, and I sat down with some professionals, and now it's my fifth year. And I ran till now, even for state senator, just to learn the process, like any good businessman. And right. I finally figured it out. I read the rules, the laws. You know, I help people that are being vacated from their homes. I help children on the street that are homeless or, or drugs. Me and Rabbi Fish, we feed 151 families. We wow. didn't know how to do that before. Right. Now we learned how to raise the money, but that's just money from you, Herschel. We raised it ourselves. We learned how to put it away. We do favors for other people, and in return, we get our challahs, we get our fish, we get our meat, we get mm -hmm. our uh, people who donate. We're able to do it every single week. Like my business, I run every day the people who come in, and I've learned the city laws, how to fight them in court, how to remove millions and millions of violations, right. millions and millions of dollars that were given out during COVID. I'm the one with a lot of my people that do it pro bono. People that come into me with people in the hospital, they can't get a room or can't wow. get a place to stay. So I get people who know people inside and I make friends and I get them to stay with their parents during COVID. How to get kids back into school, how to cut those locks and parks open and right, not go to jail. But but yep. you thought it was a joke, but it wasn't. I learned. No, I thought it made a very you made a very good point then that you you really showed what how. But I didn't do what it the hypocrisy that's going on and. But I didn't do you. it for you, Herschel. You know who I did it for? Because all the kids on my block that had nowhere to go, I made a little sure. park in my driveway. Oh, and wow. then my son says to me, Ta. And then I saw those special needs kids. Remember, we have a special needs office in my place I rent out. Mm -hmm. And those kids, were, it wasn't the kids, the parents were going crazy. 
Sure. So I sat down with my lawyers, and my lawyer says, well, it's the federal, it's the state, it's the city. And I learned a trick on how to beat them, just like I beat the city every day. Mm-hmm. I haven't failed inspection in nine and a half years with the city. Do you know why? Because I've learned how to pass it, and that's why I'm yeah. very good at what I do. Yep. So I sat down with some professionals, mm-hmm. and I learned Heshi. The way it goes like this, first you get yourself a campaign manager. Right. Then you get yourself a person who does signatures. We need to raise money, but you just don't raise hundreds of thousands of dollars. Last time I was raised and I was told not to do matching funds, which I didn't want. I don't want her, so I should take money from the city. Seven people took $400,000. You know what that is? When the city come, so now I went and I learned. Seventy-five people within your district. I got three hundred and something donations. Mm-hmm. Each one giving me a hundred seventy-five. I have a good treasurer. Again, every single thing has to be calculated. So you're more set up than you were in the past. All right. Oh yes, yes. Sure. We've learned, and I'm teaching other people how to collect signatures. And you also, you, know, you become you know more famous since COVID. So it's also different uh, because of what you've done famous. by COVID. Well, obviously, if you got more facial recognition and, you know, yes. people, you got a lot of people that are more, they're fans of you now, but they had no idea who you were before COVID because of how you were out there as opposed to all the others and the way you were fighting with the park situation, the way you called out the mayor for what he was doing. And, you know, just standing without the mask when everybody else was wearing the mask uh, during those pictures, that was something that really, I think, had an effect and a lot of people admire you for that. But I want to ask you, but Heschel, in terms I want to interrupt you. Yeah. I want to interrupt you. Remember, most people when they get in trouble, and and like uh, Eichenstein, the assemblyman, or even the uh, councilman that's there, they always told my son and family, Heshi can work outside the box, which is true. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care. You know, when 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 we had that protest on 13th Avenue, I went to three different events that night. The police called me to come there at one in the morning to break it up and help them. Mm-hmm. So you can say whatever you want. So now they know my face. Till now they knew my name. And that's why I'm running in the 44th district mm-hmm. is because this is where I live. The people, people know, know me. Where on Shabbos, they see me coming to their homes to visit them. They see me coming to the hospital. They know I distribute the food. So it's not only do they know my name. They know who I am this time, and they know what I've done for right. 35 years for this community. By the mm-hmm. way, I had 104 weddings that I kept open during the COVID. Wow. Yeah. No, that was amazing. Let me ask you something, which is different, about being a city council uh, you know, person. Um, and it's about local politicians as a whole, because I see this phenomenon that we're basically, if you say you win right now, and this is with every local politician, they win once the election, and then they're in there for life. It's like being a Supreme Court justice because there are no expectations, as I see it, for local politicians, any real things that they have to accomplish for their constituents. Basically, what you got to do is you got to go to dinners and parties and smile and do bike registration events and just smile at the cameras, and then people are going to vote for you again and again and again. Is that how it is? What do you think is the, the job of a, of a local politician or a city council member in, in terms of what they could accomplish for their community and what, what are they capable of doing what were, what are you going to be able to do and be capable of doing for your constituents if you win so th- that's what people don't understand i am always wanted to be city councilman for the last 30 years i've thought about it and i never really took it serious because i had more power behind the scenes mm-hmm. and plus my knowledge of the lord as well as the people that need my help. I've done some things that people like the politicians say work out of the box because I have I've helped a lot of people who owe mm-hmm. me favors. Like like Pesach this year, we were supposed to go a three four of us instead twenty five people showed up at the seder. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you what my job is. I get up every morning at four thirty every morning. There's no days off. Okay, we go then. I say hello to my wife. I do about an hour and a half. I go prayers and I go visit people in the hospital or other places that I am assigned to. From there, I do a regular day job. And then at nighttime, Monday night, the youth center. Tuesday night, I have some other personal things I take care of for the community of visiting people. Wednesday night, my show. Thursday night, we package 151 boxes. Friday, I have my little packages I give out before Shabbos and money to different people with Linda. Mm -hmm. And again, Saturday night, we buy pizza for different places. There are no days off. Now, I still go to weddings all the time long. I don't know if you see my videos. During this busy schedule, I find a way to go to a one or two weddings a night. Mm-hmm. Dinners. I go to events. 
I go to bar mitzvahs. I go to speaking events, shaver brachas. Plus, I have 121 nephews and nieces. You think I don't have family responsibilities besides my grandchildren that I pick up on a Friday or sometimes at sure. nighttime? Me and Linda do not waste our time. Yeah, so my question is, a, as a city councilman, yeah. as a city councilman, what are you going to be able this, to do? So it's not and a bring change. Politics. What are you looking for? Right. So this is what I. So one of 151 members that control the entire city of New York, not only my district. My right. district has issues because we do take a little bit of entree and a little bit of dessert. We have a problem here because I volunteered in the hospital and I saw 102 kids that tried to kill themselves. I had a kid that burnt wow. himself in front of our youth center. I take in now or this week a homeless child off the street that slept in a garage for three days. Wow. I deal with postpartum depression when the Sparks gets only $20,000 from your councilman and the next door community gets $47 million. And do you understand the community problems that we have with Jewish women that have postpartum depression who try to hurt themselves, kill themselves, and break marriages up? These are the issues that I fight about. You want to control a $107 billion budget that they didn't give us any money for mental illness? I'll tell you about mental illness in our community. Sure. Come, walk with me for a day. Come visit the people I visit. So that's my issues. My issues is, no, you're not going to see me sit down because I'm 60 years old. I'm right. a father, grandfather, foster father. Of, not foster, I'm sorry. They weren't foster kids. They were kids that needed a place to come. So over 21 of them hung out of my house. Forget more wow. that came by. Sometimes we had 15 people sleeping here. On a Shabbos, sometimes upstate, we had 30 people. I make bar mitzvahs. I help people with their weddings. So if you want to think that I'm 60 years old, I told my partner and my employees, I'm turning over the business to them no matter what in two months. So I'm retiring. Mm -hmm. So you think I'm here to play a game with you, to sit there forever? I want myself to be given eight years of this city council seat, but I don't want the eight years. I want right. two years. That's all my term is. Then I go for re-election. See what I can accomplish. $107 billion being thrown away when we need more. Do you know how many youth centers we have in Borough Park and Flatbush and Midwood? Would you like to guess, Herschel? One. How many? How many drug centers do we have? Zero, one, wow. whatever. Why, and do you know what kind of a drug problem I have on the street? Come well, with it's me. It's going up and up I, and up now. The, the, it's not up and up issue. and up. I had a girl now die, 31 years old. I have right. a boy smoking pot with all over the place telling me that it's normal sleeping on the street. Nobody cares about it, and the parents can't control them. Wow. We have no outlets for these children, and I don't even want to talk about how many people are living below the poverty line that kiss us for bringing them a little bit of food. Not not a sure. food from that the, the city throws to them. Yes, I like Masbia, but they're all political. We don't want that. Mm -hmm. We need help here, and, and here's my worst problem. Special needs children with $160 million are brought into the community. Do you know how much our parents get for each visit? $15. The rest they have to come up with. Oh, big deal, Heshi, $115? Well. No, my son. These special needs children that I know about, that I see come into my office every day because I rent one small office to a girl that I can't raise your rent, they have to pay $115 to $120 per visit. Three mm -hmm. times a month, three times a month, 12 months. That's $5,000. Do you have that extra 5000 to give me, Heschel? Because I could use it. Okay, besides all those other issues, special needs children are very important to me. The, the postpartum depression that our mothers need to be able to be normal, to have good relationships and not go through divorces. We need to stop. I have a woman living here that four years was abused by her husband. We took her in four years ago. Mm -hmm. Now she's going on her own. She has a job. We need to be able to bring this. And my most important thing, I know you're going to laugh at me and the rest of your audience. I help people in jail. I go visit the jails every two weeks. Now you're right. Well, that's a great thing. Jail. That's a beautiful thing. They're in jail. But you know what? When they come home and you don't give them a second chance, your own people, sure. what is going to happen? They go back. Right. So I have a few apartments. I take them in for six months, a year. Right now I have two guys here, three years by me because, again, during COVID and other places to rent. But I give them a shot. I give them no rent. Then I get them jobs. Right. I get them their Social Security. And then they're able to pay rent and start their way on. So it sounds These like you're doing way more than – it sounds like you're doing way more than what any politician is doing. It's yeah, most people local call politician. me and say, Carmen doesn't fill out my forms. People come to me to fill wow. out their tax forms, senior citizen special discounts, help me actually get my handicap form. So me and my partner, which my partner is not too happy about, we make two hours a day community for our constituents. So mm -hmm. I sit there, no charge. And sometimes people with their homes and building department and violations or curb cuts come to me and they have no money or they're Holocaust survivors or senior citizens. I try to do pro bono work or I try to get other people to right. fund their projects. So if you think I'm here to sit and play with you, let me just tell you, I'm 60 years old. I've accomplished what I needed to. I'm retiring no matter what. 
I promised it to my right. beautiful wife of 32 years who stood by me through jail, through kids, through the Shiva times, through marriages, through other people events, through family things. And Linda said, really, this is your last time. I said, Linda, I'm going to be elected and I'm going to serve my community. I don't need the job. I don't need the money. I don't need the city government money. I'm going to serve this community. And not just from when you call me at 11 o'clock, Herschel. You don't have to call my phone 85 times. Try to call your councilman or senator. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's 85 calls today. We turn your call and they say they can't help you with their water bill. And me, in three minutes, I'm able to direct you to the right people or the right company that might be able to help you or I give you an idea or I'm very knowledgeable right. remember I'm not only knowledgeable in your taxes and building just remember I'm also a landlord as well as many other landlords but you want to talk about landlord as a big landlord there are landlords who are homeowners with two or three family houses and they get their taxes raised by 18% during COVID oh right. Calman gets up the last day no you could have filibustered it so I am a very knowledgeable man, not only in the laws and codes of the city of New York. I know how the system works. I never knew how politics work. When right. I get into city council, my job is simple. Stop the stupid legislation. Take that $107 billion budget and show the city that you can cut two, $3 billion off the top. Stop wasting mm -hmm. inspectors' time and running around and violating my people. Do you know I'm... You know, yeah, you but know you about think they're looking to, to put the money in the right places because a lot they're of people not, are getting the not. money in their pockets, right? There's, that's right. So that's how are right. you going to change that system so being traditionally himself? I'm, I'm going to set up oversight committees. I'm going to take over. There's no committee that watches the Department of Buildings, HPD, DOT, DOF. That's a big money operations. How do you mm -hmm. know that, Ashley? Well, number one, I work in that field. Number two, and most importantly, I was appointed an HPD receiver by the city. Me, Heshi Tishler, the enemy of the city, the judge appointed me because I know how to run buildings. Mm -hmm. I know how to be fair, and I don't make much money doing it. And the judge loves me because I actually care about the tenants and the landlords. I make sure the city doesn't screw either side. And my buildings not only show a profit, but people's quality of life goes from an F to an A or a B. So I understand the quality of life. Forget that I have my own tenants and my own people love me. My tenants love me because I'm not a slumlord, not because I'm not a slumlord. Sometimes you don't have to make so much money. So I understand when the rent control board has to raise rents and you can't fight them all the time. So I'm going to be there to defend both sides. Mm -hmm. I'm going to watch their budget. I'm going to set up oversight committees. Or I'm going to make a deal. I'm not going to, do you know these guys sit on seven committees, make a profit on each committee? I don't need it. I need to watch where the money is going. I need to be able to show them where they can cut their budgets. Come on, you have so many agencies that have the duplicate people. During right. COVID, one agency was both able to run out to the other agency. Sheriffs were able to be policemen. You can't do that. Do you know they were just arrested 19 sheriffs for stealing liquor during COVID I didn't from hear us? About that. Wow. Yeah, go look in the papers. Go look online. Wow. 19 sheriffs. They steal. They rob. They're not watched. And the mayor had to do it because the police wouldn't want to do illegal stuff anymore. Right. You know why I can't, you know why I told Commissioner Shade they had a forty person on Yonta before I was arrested. Forty people. And everybody says, Yeah, we're gonna close our schools, our synagogues, and I said to the commissioner, Not one shul is going to close. I don't care what you think you're going to do. You're not gonna take away our freedom. Sure. As a Jew, as a Jew, I don't believe in ever touching my religious uh, background. But as an American for sure you're not going to. You know I carry two copies of the Constitution Bill of Rights in my pocket. Mm -hmm. Every time I try to forget or I forget, I read it to myself. Mm -hmm. And I remember the First Amendment. I remember the Fourth Amendment. I remember the Fifth Amendment. The other day we had a policeman, a fireman, and the uh, and, uh, and a Department of Buildings trying to get into somebody's house. And they pushed away. And then I said, oh, no. It's on video. And you're not coming in here. I even had an HPD inspector arrested for pushing his way in. I laughed. My director called me, you don't arrest one of us. I said, sure I will. You violate the rights of my people, whether Jew or black or Muslim, you sure. will be punished. Mm -hmm. Because I remember what my father went through and my uncle who fought in the American army, who went behind enemy lines to kill the Nazis, stories, and I'm not going to allow it. And most importantly, you know how many Jewish veterans we have that we don't even care about or look at? These are issues that I will be fighting for daily. My phone rings now from 6 o'clock in the morning. Ask my clients. Mm -hmm. Ask my friends. People say, Heshi, we don't want you to be counseling. You're not going to be able to help us. I said, I'll help you more. 
I'll help this community more, but I will also help the city of New York try to stop this crime, this 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 craziness of people doing whatever they want. If right. not for Shaimim and Shmira and Chaverim, Bar should be lost. I want to fund them. Do you know what our, our Shmira gets? Zero from our council. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Chaverim gets? Zero. Shaimim gets something because they've been around a long time. Right. Why hasn't Hatzalah been able to raise $12 million for their new antennas? I'll tell you why, because we don't care. We only care about stupid stuff. I mm. care about my people. I care about the welfare from the hospitals, from their families visiting when I made that protest. I'm good friends with the people in the hospital, but when they do something bad, I'm going to protest. I'm going to be yeah, but screaming. What, about, what kind of endorsements do you have from community so leaders? I have, I, so I will be honest with you. Yep. I have a lot of the little shuls, like, you know, the Mushul School, which they closed down with 600 kids. I got them open. Mm-hmm. I have the Rabbi on, on the Rabbi David Chick from the Rimmitzer Shul. Why? The 15 years he couldn't build his shul. Oh. The Lolov Shul, that they shut down the Mikra and stopped work orders. These are rabbis that have met, called me and asked me for favors. And I'll go through the list. You're right. I don't have Bubba Van Sampen because they are taken care of by your inside politicians. But you know what? They know who I am. Their people have come to me for help. So I am now counting so on So you think without, without the endorsements of those big community leaders, uh, you have a lot of people that yeah. you say you helped, and these people are going to vote for you, obviously. I'm hoping. So this yeah, is where I'm going. With, either it's with the just people, these people. Either or not the people. That's it. The bottom line. Here it is. I'm an American. I'm being honest with you. It's the people or not the people. So I want you to know. That's why I'm running. Do you think you can make it without getting endorsements of any big? So I'm, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm working with them. But again, Heshi Tishler makes no deals. I don't make a deal to get elected for myself. My deal is for somebody else to help them get out of jail, find them a place to mm-hmm. live, uh, work on some money for the programs. That's what my deals are. I do a favor favor kid is uh, something happens to a kid or a mother i will make sure that i will help out with the get somebody's arrested i'll speak to one of my police officer friends and i'll try to make a better deal to get him out of the da but like i told the district attorney today you're lying about hate crimes being down you're lying about crime being down 20 places right. i don't see it you're lying and i'm not scared everybody else was scared to say it I'm not scared to face them face to face. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of the big people are scared. You know, most people on the street like me. Really, most of them. They come over to me. They speak to me. How are you? Has she take a picture of me? Like you said, I'm famous. I don't need your fame. I have my wife, my family. I have big mm-hmm. enough family. But there's always once in a while somebody comes over to me and screams at me, Chilul Hashem. Now, I ask you, you come to the wedding halls where I got open during COVID, Chilul Hashem. I was there when your shuls needed to be open and you went during COVID, Chilul Hashem. I'm the one who told the mayor to drop dead. I'm the one who told the first lady, Lindsay Boylan, to go after Cuomo after I knew he was a sexual harasser. I'm mm-hmm. telling you now that I'm not scared because the only person I'm scared of is God. You're right, I'm against abortion, but I can't fight certain laws. I'm, right. a, I'm, a, I'm against, of course, transgender stupidity. I mean, I mm-hmm. actually got a new driver's license, and they gave me an option for $17 to change my gender. Oh, my <laughs> God. I am going to stop oh, that. That's, that's unacceptable. Sure. The city is telling me that I could change my gender for $17. Really? Yeah. This is disgusting stuff. Waste of our time. Waste I'm surprised the government isn't funding that change on the license plate because now they're busy with funding that kind of stuff now. And you know, the, and, and, the, and the red tape to go, I, I work with the Department of Buildings and Education. the red tape to get things done is ridiculous, ridiculous. I would like to cut that down and show that. So am I wasting your time? So as a Republican now, which I've always really been, because I've been a Trump supporter and always, but I ran as a Democrat because my father was a Democrat. My mother was a Democrat. I grew up as a Democrat. I thought the Democrats were good, but my thinking was always Republican. So mm-hmm. now I'm running as a Republican because most of the new people who have registered in my community, yeah. and there are more Republican registered, have a different way of thinking. They don't follow the moistness. Mm-hmm. Now, the Democrats do control about six or 7,000 votes. So I'm hoping right. that the Republicans come out. Once I win the Republican primary, which will crush Kalman, because somehow Kalman, who runs as a Democrat and conservative, has somebody in the Republican Party. Because once there's a candidate, you don't give somebody to Wilson Pecola. A Wilson Pecola is uh, some kind of a reason that if they don't have a candidate, they let the other candidate from a different party run in their party. Mm-hmm. They are allowed to run. I met the executive committee of the Republican people. I won the vote by 11 to 10 against Kalman. Somehow mm-hmm. the next day, the committee chairman, which Kalman called me the day before and says, I won. I said, how did you win? It's impossible. Nobody knows the vote. 
committee chairman Ted Gora showed up with 10 proxy votes. And I know one of them who signed it. He said he didn't sign it. But mm -hmm. I can't argue with it. I'm hearing your this side is, of the story. I'm not hearing his side of the story as well. But You can hear whatever you want. Right. The point you is, know, is I, so how I, does a Democrat I, right. and a conservative run on a Republican line where there is a Republican candidate? It just mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. It's never happened before. Mm -hmm. So now I have to run against Common. And now what happens is, of course, Common calls me and lies. Everything that comes out of his mouth to me is a lie, really. I've learned it. I can't believe it. I trust him. I was a friend of theirs. You know, I even told Tim Heichenstein today. I said, I understand. He says, Heshi, you don't understand. You can't run against an open seat. I said, he lied. I sat in your house with a mm -hmm. deal stating that he was going to help me run on an open seat, and he lies. It's not only this lie. It's so many of my clients that he lies to. So mm -hmm. I don't lie. I don't steal. I make lots and lots of mistakes, Heschel. My wife will and tell you Let me you ask that. you if my you're going to make it into being city council member. Are you going to be making a lot of noise in from, oh. from your office? Are you going to be in the news as making some a lot of no noise about you know different things, corruption that you believe in? I, I'm not going to waste your time with your stupid news programs, not that I'm making fun of you in the media. I'm not going to waste your time making noise. I'm going to make noise. I'm going to make sure that the, tr the city council is transparent. You know they passed 30, 40 pieces of legislation. Those books are, I don't know, 500 pages thick. You actually believe that these idiots, which some of them don't even know how to read, and I do lots of documents daily, they go through four to 500 pages times 30, plus sit on seven committees, plus run an eight-hour day job, plus take phone calls. They read a little blurb, and they vote for his bill, and he votes for his bill. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to allow that. I'm not going to allow, I'm going to pass legislation that no mayor could do what de Blasio again to ever, ever do emergency powers. That's going to be one of my main things. Mm -hmm. I'm going to never, never allow that you can do whatever you want in the city council without being people being notified. This has to stop. I'm going to make friends. I'm going to make changes. And yes, if I see something wrong, I'm going to tell the entire city. I'm going to videotape it like I've been doing now. I'm going to make sure the city knows, look, your people are just thieves and liars or playing mm -hmm. games with you or they're stupid. But no, I'm not here to make noise. I'm here not even to make a change. I'm here, you're not to, here to make how If you're not here to make a change, because, I, I, you know, I don't think that in the city of New York or the state of New York you can make much change for, for the better. There's so much corruption going on in the state and city. Right. So I'm here to fix what's in place. We have programs in place. You know, are you the really you really confident to be able to get rid of of, of this of the corruption in the state? Sure. Do you know we have sixty thousand people homeless in the city of New York. Twenty thousand of them are children. Over a billion and a half dollars given for the homeless projects. Do you know that I've seen homeless shelters that I go to? Plus, I help open up three of them, get them CFOs. They treat them like animal dogs. Of course, they don't want to sleep in the shelters. Me and my architect created a senior center for the homeless where two people go in a room, mm -hmm. where the programs are treated, and HPD gave money for it. And those centers are going up beautifully, treating those people well. There's different ideas on where to put. You don't put a homeless shelter, a homeless housing in the center of Borough Park. Mm -hmm. You put it in an area where you can create where they'll find you areas, but not in the middle of a residential area that people have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars building their community. And now all of a sudden, Carmen Yeager approved with his community board on 47th Street and 48th Street and 51st Street and 10th Avenue. Oh, he said, it's not in my district. But it was mm -hmm. Carmen's community board that approved it. And they put homeless and low-income housing where it's unacceptable. The other day, the whole community finally came out. They want to build a big building yeah, uh, where, where they, nobody was allowed to build for years. I don't mind that they were going to build this eight-story building, but how come nobody else was allowed to build? Now, all of a sudden, you're going to build it. You and I know what they're going to do. They're mm -hmm. going to put the low-income housing there at the end of the day. You know, I stopped the, uh, a shelter going up on Avenue T in Coney Island. I knew who the developer was, and I said, you're building a fake hotel because what you're going to do is build temporary hotels, which means the homeless are going to come in there forever. Mm -hmm. And I made a video, and I stopped it, and I was part of a deal. And what happened was the local community came up with the money and bought it out. Now there won't be no homeless shelter on Avenue T and Coney in the center of the neighborhood. Nobody knew about it. Mm -hmm. Where was Councilman Kalmanyega? Where was Ina Vernikova? Nowhere. Till I came in. Now they want the credit for it. I made that first video on Neptune Avenue stopping that homeless shelter. Then everybody jumped in. Common mm -hmm. and the rest of the crew are taking credit for the parks. I cut the locks on 19 not that parks. Saw you not them, the but yeah. again, they're taking credit for it. I'm the one who yeah. went to 104 weddings and snuck people in the back and promised to pay the $15,000 fine if we were caught. 
104 Heschel, not three, not 12. Now you understand what it is to put in a 15 hour day and still show up in an event and dance and sing and come home to my wife who's not too happy that she's not home a lot of 32 years and she puts up with it. My life was one thing. I serve my community, I serve my family, and of course I love my wife and children. But again, they knew when I got into this 30-something years ago when we took in kids off the street and other people that what my, my belief in life is. And my family believes in me. Mm-hmm. They've stood by me. They're not too happy of, of, the, of, the, of the criticism that I get. But I don't understand the criticism. I mean, I, of course, they tell me you have to have skin like an armadillo, you know, thick skin. Why? I serve my community. You don't see me stealing. You don't see me robbing. You don't see me cheating on my wife like the other politicians. You don't see me beating her. You don't see me getting arrested. You don't see violence. Yeah, you saw a protest hand there right. screaming at them. But here's my problem. My problem is, is why am I different? Why am I different than the rest? Because I am. I've believed in this community. I believe in gets. Yes, that a husband has to give his wife a get when the issue, when she wants one. And that's, and I do believe in the prenuptial get. I do believe in the rabbis. But again, when the rabbi is wrong, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him out. And when, when somebody is wrong in a school, teaching transgender. You know, Carmen Yeager and Simcha Eichenstein and, and, and Senator Felder promised eight, seven, eight years ago to stop the Yafed people. Stop them. Do you know that they're winning left and right in court about our education and our yeshiva? Yeah, I've been through the yeshiva education. I've been to school, college and high school and computer programs and, and all these other things. I'm well-educated. Don't tell us how to run our programs. You're right. If we were stupid and ignorant, most of our kids are well, clean, uh, safe, smart, educated, they have special programs. They yes. Into, yep. They grow up now you're telling me we're not people, like yep. the crimes. Like they go into the schools of the public schools. What sure. is it, 19% uh, success rate? We have a bigger percentage rate. Forget businessmen, homeowners. Do you know rapes and, ro- rapes and robberies and stabbings in public schools? Do you know how many we have in our yeshivas? Would you like to hear the number? Uh, Is it zero or one, maybe? (laughs) But they have every day. Why? Because our education is watched. Our people are trained. Yes, I believe that all Rebbe's should get a six-month course to become more, to be licensed. Yes, I believe that our teachers should be licensed, not not every single one of them, but the ones that want tenure to stay longer or to grow and to get raises. Yes, I believe in these six-month courses to these guys. Give it to them. Mm -hmm. Train them. Give them a license. It's not a bad idea. They tried to shut down all our leasing companies about three years ago, the dealers. They came to me because nobody else looked at them. I then found them, Simcha Eichenstein, and together we went and stopped the legislation temporary. 7,000 jobs are going to be out of work. Mm-hmm. Do you think they appreciated me afterwards? I don't really care if they did or did not. But I did save 7,000 jobs temporarily. Now, that law is still sitting there in Albany. When I get to city council, I'm going to figure out a way how the city can override the state. That's right. My job is to work with my people of my city. One of 51 members that control $107 billion in budgets, Mm -hmm. who controls his community and understands the people's problems, because I am one of you. I've gone through the postpartum depression. I've gone through raising three children and 21 other kids Mm -hmm. are coming through the house. I've worked with felons in jail, been to jail. I've worked with, with special needs kids. I'm a landlord. And I know what it is. You know, I'm, you know Purim. You, you have heard of the holiday of Purim, correct? Sure, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm a Jewish. I, I'm not making fun of you, but no I'm problem, just giving sure. you a comment. So on Shisham Purim, yep. everybody cleaned up their garbage, and garbage was taken out. There also, it's a windy, rainy day, and sometimes there are papers flowing around. Sanitation ticketing gave everybody on 16th and 17th Avenue a ticket. Everybody. You think everybody created a crime? Who's going to fight a $50 ticket? I will. But the point is, everybody got them. This Mm -hmm. is what they do. They pick on us, and we keep quiet, and we're told to shut up. Many years ago, I was arrested for fighting a sanitation worker that lied. I ended up winning the case because I had 13 witnesses that she lied. Everybody on 16th Avenue. And David Greenfeld said, everybody shut up and let them ticket us. Why? Why must my stores get $600 in fines every single month because they're 12 inches too deep when all the other communities allow you to do whatever they want to do? We need help in this community to our, our, our special women, our special needs children. We need special aftercare programs that we don't have when our mothers and fathers have to run home. And I know because I pick up my grandchildren at 3.30 or 5 o'clock when our parents need both jobs keep them out there, give an aftercare program, give special more money for it. The money's out there, but you're throwing it away on art programs mm-hmm. and throwing it away on plaques. 
Uh, there's a special unit agency that just decides on what plaques and where they go. Are you joking? Mm. You're talking you hire inspectors that have no idea or have never worked in the field. But a guy like me that wants to get a construction license needs a five years of experience. Why must I have it and those inspectors who get hired by the city don't need it? <laughs> Why are those plumbers not master licensed sure. plumbers? But when they come to do an inspection on my job, which has a master licensed plumber, they fail me on the dumbest things. Mm -hmm. These are unacceptable rules. And those have to be changed and oversight. Yes. So does the city need change? The answer is no. Does the city need fixing? Oh, yeah. So we have too many rules. Let's take what we have. Don't bring me more. Let's take what we have and fix it to work for the people, work for the citizens. You know, when Mr. Um, uh, Adams came in as borough president, I found him at one of his uh, news conferences with Carmen Yeager. They were doing a hidden one at the BPJCC. So how do you, how do you now, get along with him? Are you good on good terms with him? So we were good friends. You know, we still text. Now we're not friends anymore. Uh, well, nobody supported him, so he got angry a little bit. So mm -hmm. when he came in here to town, he was wearing his mask, and he said, and I was ready to embarrass him. He said, Heshi, what do you want? I said, I don't want anything from you, Mr. Borough President. What I want is to allow us, your tests are no good. You make us red. I want to do private individual tests. We'll pay for it. You can have somebody watch it. We'll do 2,000 of them. And we did the 2,000 tests twice. What happened to our community? We went from red to yellow. Why? Because we showed them that their community and Cuomo and de Blasio was coming after us. Where was Carmen Yeager? Where was Senator Felder? Hiding in a basement. Not acceptable. And I'll show you a text during COVID. The comment said, my father went out while nobody was wearing masks. I mean, he's just an idiot. That's not what you say. If the community doesn't want something, you trust us. Heschel, you and I are fathers, grandfathers, businessmen. We understand how to take care of ourselves. We understand mm -hmm. that we have to lose weight. We understand we can't smoke. We understand that we have to go to the doctor. We raise our children. We don't have one child. We have tens of thousands of children in our community. We yeah. know how to take care of them. You don't see us dying all over mm -hmm. the place. You don't need the Blasio and Cuomo telling us how to live. You don't yeah. have to tell us how to run our schools and yeshivas. You have to run the budget, take our taxes, and be careful with us. But raising our taxes 18%, raise, you know, there's a new rule coming out now that if you don't pay your water bill and it gets to a certain level like your tickets, not only will we tow your car, right, and boot right. it, now we're going to shut off the water to your building. Do you know what it is, Heschel, when you have time, times and they shut off the water to your house? I've had ladies that come into me to fill up their water bottles in my office. Wow. So, so don't tell me they're even thinking about something like this. That's unacceptable crazy. unacceptable that's why i fought the hospitals to have visitors my son was going through a tough time during covid with his wife that they cut open her neck we had to get a transfer but nobody else was able to do it because i had the power brought mm -hmm. her home after they took that stupid thing out of her neck and we made her better ourselves wow. how many died of neglect yeah because they weren't allowed to go in there you know me i was screaming and hollering they even have my picture all over my monitors i can't go into certain wards anymore because they're scared. I have to call my friends over there because I will tell you what's going on. I will video. I will mm -hmm. talk to the people. That's what I do. So will I go in to be their politician? I'm not a politician. have never been one. So my next eight years to, to retirement or two years or four years, you're right. going to see me fight. If you don't like me in two years, get rid of me. And that's what I want from you. It's time of six years of wasted yeah. time of Colin Yeager, who's done nothing, who's had no opposition. And what has he done? $2 million. Do you know I was in the park today uh, after uh, an event? I went to the park to meet my grandchildren. Right. Do you know there was maybe, I would say, a good 500 people in the park, four or 500 people. Do you know the bathrooms were closed at 3 o'clock? Really? After which which car are you, you talking about? The 18th uh, Avenue? 18th, 18th Avenue. Yeah. After 3 o'clock, you don't have to go to the bathroom? Really? <laughs> who, who, are you I mean, you know, you know how much they spent on those bathrooms. $2 million. $2 million. Dollars. And, and it's closed at 3. They, I think they, they'd have a... Full service there the entire day, and people, you know, I don't know what they're serving there, but, uh, but two million dollars should be I'm better a than contractor. that. I could have built less to that for less than a hundred fifty thousand oh dollars, and it bothers me that they take credit for it and they close my park for two years. Well, I used to play with little kids over there, twelve years old, till for the last till for the till the last two till three years ago. I play baseball every Friday with a bunch of kids. Hasidish and modern kids, and I take out the field, and I play with them, and I throw the ball at them, and they throw it at me, and we play together, and, you know, they just take it away, and now they're giving permits to other people in different communities. That's no thing. You can't do that. My park belongs to my community. That means the people in this community file for permits. Well, these are people from different uh, areas, different neighborhoods? Not different from, from Bushwick, from Brownsville, because they want to play their leagues. Oh. Not from Borough Park. Not from Borough Park. 
and it's unacceptable. When my kids have to go file for a permit, they're turned down. Right. They're turned down. Well, that's wrong, absolutely. Again, something that has to be changed. Mm-hmm. Not changed, fixed. The system is there, but you have to pick who goes first and what community goes first. Mm-hmm. This has to stop, and I want to make this stop. Go ahead. You want to call Councilman Yeager? Call his office. I want to see how many times he calls you back. Call my office and see when I call you back. My phone doesn't stop ringing until sometimes midnight. Sometimes my wife yeah. takes away my phone when I doze off on the couch. And when I come home mm-hmm. at 10, 10, 10, I get angry at her. You can't do that. She says, hey, she, you need a break. Even on Shabbos, me and Linda go out and visit. I don't get home till 2 o'clock for lunch to my guest. Why? Because I have a route every single week. When I went away for Pesach, I had to trade my, my volunteer days with other people. And I had to give double the time. Mm-hmm. And even then, when we were away, we worked over there. And the shul over there was so happy that we came to Davin there and we brought people over to the place. My job is, again, let me review it with you, Heschel. I love my community. I've served my community for 35 years behind the scenes. I've done it. People know it. And yeah. you've now seen me in front of the scenes. I'm embarrassed. But you know what? I don't really care what you say about me. I know one thing. Every morning, my wife says I'm handsome to me. Every night I come home, she allows me back into this house. Yeah. I can't believe I have that option. I can't even believe it. I have more mm-hmm. than anybody else. I have three grandchildren, which I never thought I'd get to see because my father died at 60. I'm yeah. now 60. I have 121 nephews and nieces. By the way, my sister has Down syndrome, and she's still alive at the age of 53. She has her own apartment by me. I take good care of her. And usually Down syndrome girls don't make it past 35 or 40. Esty has more money than me, and she davens for me every day. Do you want to know why? Prays for me every day. Do you want to know why? Mm-hmm. To keep me out of hell, she says. Okay. <laughs> she says, I'm going to make sure that you don't go to hell. Uh-huh. She davens for me, and she travels herself, and she goes, love goes a long way. And I want to tell you one little story, Heschel. Do we have any time? Yeah, I mean, we're not going to have everything on the program because we're, we're way over the time, but I'll be oh, posting so it on the podcast. On I'm not hanging up. I'll post it on a po- as a podcast because we do have a podcast. And so, sure, you can go ahead. My father died when I was 13 years old in one month. told me a lot of stories of the Holocaust that have inspired me to, 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 to do things for my life and raise my family. And when I was 14 and 15, I helped my mother sell the house and fix her business and, and run her life till I was able to get married. And my mother was very depressed after my father and her father died. She lost it. She was a 55, a widow of three little kids, 13, mm-hmm. 12, 11, and a Down syndrome girl. It was over. My half-brother stole her money, and she was lost. Mm-hmm. One day, and we had a little pushka by the door. When my father was alive, our house was always busy with people coming and going. After that, my mother locked up the house. Mm-hmm. The house was falling apart. Money was a bad thing. Things were tough. Mm-hmm. One day, um, one day, somebody knocked on the door, and I was standing downstairs. I was like 14 years old after my grandfather died, and my mother never let us open the door. For some reason, something happened. I opened the door, and right over there stood an old man, disheveled, bed messed up you saw his clothes were a little dirty and he's standing by the door with one of these taxi cab hats it was 1978 i remember it clearly or 70 late 78 and he was cold and he said to me i'm hungry and can i have some money and i went to the pushka box that we have and i started to take our money that we haven't used in already over a year my mother called me what's going on she says she was angry her eyes burned through me Mm -hmm. sad woman and I said, Mommy, and she was looking for me from up the second level of the stairs. Mm-hmm. I said, Mommy, the man is hungry. He just needs a few dollars. And she comes running down the stairs. And I thought I was dead meat. <laughs> and she looks at him at the door. Where are you from? She says, he says, Los Angeles. And she pulls him into the house, takes him into our little kitchenette. Wow. And I follow her in there. And in 15 minutes, she had those chicken cutlets sliced thin because she, things were tough. And she made a bunch of them. And she cut it through. She had the frying pan going, peeling wow. the potatoes, french fries cooking, the table set with the pickles, potatoes, coleslaw, seltzer on the table. And my eyes, I was in shock. I didn't know what was going on because I haven't seen this go on in a year. Even our Shabbos meals were meager, you know, quiet. We all had to help. No more chulant or very little if it was. It was a delicacy. Sometimes for a dessert, we had a pomegranate or you used to call it a Chinese apple. And I saw her do this in 15 minutes. And she sat him a meal. The guy's eyes, his mouth was is licking. Yeah. And he starts to eat. And my mother looks at me, sit down and eat. And like, I couldn't believe she even invited me to this meal. <laughs> and those chicken cutlets were the most delicious. I still taste them today. I tell it to people. 
I can't get that taste out of my mouth. I'm the best cook. I can make the best chicken cutlets in the whole world. Come over, Ashley. I do it. I make the best chicken cutlets in the world with French fries. My kids love it. And I want you to know I can never duplicate that taste that was in my mouth. I know what it you're saying. The, was, it was the moment. It was, it was the, the feeling. Was, yeah. But but her love and me and her became yeah. good friends for the next 40 years. I took care of her. Yeah. And and she always made sure that my chicken cutlets, she used to always criticize them. You didn't season it enough. This no. way, I see it. <laughs> and me and her always used to fight about it. And I want you to know a little thing like that can change somebody's life. And that's yeah. what I try to inspire the young. That something changed in me besides all the stories my father told me. So I've served my community. When somebody comes to my table, poor, rich, might make sure that my three sons know how to set the table. When now that they're married, they set the table better than this mm-hmm. is the way life is. We teach the next generation to do better. I am number. ready to take command. I'm ready right. not to be a leader. I'm sorry, to be a guide to the next generation, to show them how to live a better life, how to make my grandchildren's lives better. And no, I'm not going to sit in your office to be a lifelong politician because I'm not. I don't need, like Carmen told me, another two years for retirement. I've done my, my own. I've worked mm-hmm. hard. I've accomplished everything myself in the private sector. I fought this and I fought the public sector. I fought the agency. So now it's time for me to step up. Now, if the people want me and they've seen what I can do, I'll take the responsibility. If they don't want, I'm willing to walk away. This is my last run. This is my last time I'm doing it because yeah. I know how to do it correctly. I'm running a good team, a business team. I've raised the money for round one. I've raised the money for round two. I have exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. I know the people know who I am in my community. There's no excuse that nobody knows Heshi Tishler and Heshi Tishler's face because they stop me all day long on Shabbos and days. They call me for problems. So there's mm-hmm. no way that I'm not known. Even though Carmen Yegan now tried to say I forged my signatures, took me to court, accused me of lying. I mean, just time after time, tried to waste my money when money could go for good causes or to run an election campaign, shook me and embarrassed me. But I'm not scared. You know why? Because I know I'm an honorable man. I know I believe in my fellow citizens and my community. I know that I've done good, and I know that I'm going to continue. So if you think I'm one of those guys that's going to sit in City Hall, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk my community. I'm still going to do my community service. I'm still going to work in my programs and i'm going to do my committees and you're going to see me read those bills so and you're not bill retiring. <laughs> you'll be working really hard i know linda's not too happy about it you know much <laughs> of shabbos we go we besides we take out pizza and we go feed you know we take pizza to special residential homes mm-hmm. or or a homeless shelter or something like that so much of shabbos my job is besides doing that which linda's so nice she pays for the pizza because i'm broke by that time she's got a lot of money um we also go on a date. My date night with Linda is we have a slice of pizza together or whatever, and mm-hmm. then we go shopping at ShopRite, up and down those aisles. Now, I don't know if you've gone shopping with your wife, but boy, can they make you miserable in a, in a, in a grocery <laughs> store. And, uh, you know, we go back up around twice, and I scream, and I say, Linda, a second time? But you know what? That's what she wants. And my wife doesn't ask for much. So I'm happy 32 years, 33 years soon that she's supported me been with me and i'm proud to call myself borough park i'm proud to live here i'm proud to call myself a new yorker and most important ashley i'm most important this is so important i'm proud to call myself an american i can't believe god gave us this great land so they scream at me oh you're not pro-israel oh yeah i am pro-israel i am pro-america i am pro the world i want people to have a better life Mm-hmm. This is my city. This is where my father got his chance. This is where they gave my family and my wife's this family. Wanna, what you want to give back to? I give sure. back, and I'm going to give back big time. So let me ask you. Let me ask you one final question, and it's not that doesn't need to involve such a long qu- uh, answer. I don't know if it's going to end up on the show or not. You know, depending on. Uh, do you understand the thinking of some people that go and they they run on an election to, to get a political position, and their thinking is they want to do good for the community. But unlike you, they don't think that starting up with the politicians or with community leaders would be beneficial because then they wouldn't be able to make it in a political position to be able to at least do some of the good things that they want to accomplish. So they go along with the politicians. They don't denounce people, and they get the support from the community leaders as well as the politicians that help them out with, with at least you know getting some stuff done as opposed to not being able to get anything done. Uh, but by having the politicians or community leaders coming out against you. So you're right. Those are for people that were unknown and don't have a history of doing good. They right. just want to get into a right. new business. I am like Mr. Trump. 
I've been doing this yeah. for 30 something years. I don't want to make the only deals. way you'd be able to win is because of your, your record and what you've done in the past. Because otherwise, exactly. You so if you want you me there, the recognition, so. if you want me there, I don't need the recognition now. You want right, me there, you right. know my history, I'm going to mm -hmm. get it done. So, no, I don't need to make the deals. I will make, you know, the other day. But you understand these people that go along with the politicians or with the community right. leaders. And, my and thing they is could the be, they could, you know, maybe they can't do everything they want to do, but at least they're giving into some of the things because they really want to do good for the community. And they don't and even thinking know what is, they do. They don't even know what to do. I have a history of knowing what mm -hmm. I'm doing. I'm a different mm -hmm. politician. I'm a guy <laughs> that you want there because I actually earned this position. I'm right. not a new guy that has to earn or has to learn. Mm -hmm. I know what has to be done. You know, I you know it's interesting you mentioned that you're similar to Trump because that's what I was, and I think a lot of people consider you like as a mini Trump in, in a different because way. I don't because I don't know anybody. You're out of you're out of it. Yep, you're not in the you're not in the game. But you're, you're, I'm you're, old. I'm owed the favors. I'm owed the pe people owe me. I mean, not the people. The, the, the certain people owe me favors of the community. So right. I know I can call it in. I mm -hmm. know what I can get somebody in an apartment. I know I can get somebody housing. And I don't only help the Jews. I help the blacks. I had black kid in our house who calls me father. I had Muslim girl. We have people in, who've come through my house that love us because I work with everything. I work with mosques, mm -hmm. churches, synagogues, shuls, yeshivas. So I work across the board. I work tirelessly. So if you want to say, Heshi, sure. oh, you just started doing this four or five no, years no, ago. I know. No, not. I'm doing this for yep. 30 years. Right. So get it out of everybody's head that I'm one of your new guys that needs to make a deal. I'm going in there. Yeah, but I just, I just, do. you know, I, I think I, I understand a lot of these people that go along with the politicians or with the community leaders because they do want to do good things and they know if they don't go along with community leaders or politicians. So I, I just want to hear you, you don't, you understand their thinking. You don't think necessarily that they're bad people. It's just that they know they won't be able to accomplish and do for the community unless they give in to these deals or you know, go I, I know people. Who, I know people who take mortgages and they have to pay two points higher, or they take hard money loans, or I have to help them with their letters with the banks so they shouldn't lose their buildings. Right. Now I understand that you have to make a deal sometimes and deal with the devil. Sure. So that's because you're a new guy. I'm mm. not a new guy. Right, right. I'm that's not what I'm saying. With the right. devil. I don't have to deal with the devil. Right. I will deal with the devil. Don't get me right. Once you get in, you'll have to deal with them. Sure. But I'm going to deal with them on my terms. And if I can't do it, then I'll walk away. But, but are you afraid of, of, of the kind of backlash you're going to have if you do become, let's say, city council member? And like you mentioned, your similarities to Trump. We saw how Trump got attacked when he wasn't a part of the establishment at the federal level. At the local level, are you prepared for the kind of backlash you might be so getting? So Trump was doing a great job and fought them. And then, I'll be honest with you, he gave up during COVID. He let the Democrats take control, and he thought, this is what I'm telling you, what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. You know what? Let them bury themselves. He thought the Democrats, by mm -hmm. holding up their budgets, by stopping government spending, by stopping the budget, by letting COVID blah, 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 and doing all this, he figured, you know what? Let them bury themselves. At the end of the day, by being quiet and being silent, he blew it. Heshi Tischler mm -hmm. is never silent. There's never a day that I'm silent. People say, oh, Heshi, you didn't make a commotion. We haven't heard from you. Mm -hmm. Every day I make a commotion. Every day they hear from me. You just don't need me to be on video and to be loud. But I'm out there fighting the city every day. Right. I go to the different hearings and courts. I have my people that I do inspections for every day. I have so many other things. You don't need to see me be screaming and hollering. Sure. I don't need to take a right. day off. What I need to do is help the people in my way. My partner likes when I'm under the radar. And you know, one of the things you didn't good. mention about yourself, you're a talk show host as well. And you basically you did one thing that a politician does. And that's politicians. Sometimes they filibuster, you know, and, and, and <laughs> when there's a bill passing and you did that and it was great you did it because you made a lot of good points here on the program. And I appreciate very much having you join us here on the set. Uh, and thank, thank you, you very so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate it. It's great. Good night. Thank you. Have a good night.